What does commitment mean to you in one word? Responsibility. Beauty. Trust. Reliability. Passion. I'd say sacrifice. My one word is love because I think to commit to something, you really have to love it. I guess I just go back to love, you know, love for humanity, love for people. I'm Thomas Fox from Creative Mornings Cleveland. We're thrilled to have the Front Porch Media Network on board as our official podcast partner. Front Porch is Cleveland's premier podcast and radio network, committed to producing and delivering the best original content and engaging shows. Right now, you're listening to Wake Up Call, their newest podcast, recorded and produced on location as part of Creative Mornings Cleveland's monthly lecture series. Enjoy. Good morning, everybody. I'm your host, David Allen Moss of the Front Porch Media Network and Moss Media. Thank you for joining us for Wake Up Call at Creative Mornings Cleveland. Wake Up Call is like your first cup of coffee. It's your opportunity to connect with the local creative community, talk shop, and explore themes inspired by today's breakfast lecture. It's here we invite attendees of the lecture series to join us for coffee and conversation, full of -of out-of-the-box thinking to spark your imagination. For our fifth episode of Wake Up Call, we're exploring the theme of commitment. We'll be joined by Creative Mornings attendees, Shannon Baker, Sid Tukani, Wayne Mesker, and guest speaker, Alex Sheen. Good morning, Shannon. Welcome to Wake Up Call. Good morning, how are you? Good. Happy Friday. Yeah, well thank you, same to you. We're here in this amazing photography studio in the Superior Arts District of Greater Cleveland downtown Cleveland, right around the corner from CSU and all kinds of great mind hives. And so we've got a great gathering of people here for kind of an inspiring theme. Tell me what drew you out today to to talk about commitment. Yeah, so I work with, because I said I would, a local nonprofit here in Rocky River. Alex Sheen, our founder, is going to be doing the keynote speak. Can't wait. Yeah, it should be really, really great. He actually does international speaking all over, so he's a mover and a shaker. He's constantly out of town and speaking on behalf of the organization and telling his story. All right, well, so what's your biggest commitment? Mm. So for me, I just had my first child. He just turned eight months old. It has flipped our entire life upside down in the best way possible. I love telling people that it is the most extraordinary thing you'll ever go through, but also the most equally the most maddening experience. It is, and it lasts and lasts. I have, you know, 24, 22 as of today, and then 12. So it it is like the everlasting puzzle. It is crazy. And commitment. And commitment. So I'd say that would be a very good answer. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yep, everything I do is is for him, so yeah. So what's the attitude of a committed person? I mean, what do you bring? How do you bring your game to all that? I think dedication for sure comes to mind. Sacrifice is another huge one. I mean, as a a parent and a mother, it's constant sacrifice. I think passion is another word that really stands out to me is you have to be passionate for life and for your child and for your job. And I'm one of those people that kind of throw my heart into everything. I mean, why do you think uh, some people fear commitment? No, that's a great question. We get that a lot from our supporters. 
I think it could be a little intimidating for several reasons. People are, um, not a lot of people take their word seriously. You know, words to some people are just words. But to us, words matter. And we always say, mean what you say, do what you mean. Promises are difficult for sure, but I think the commitment is really the key to yourself and to others. So this is your chance to shout out, name a person who's most committed to you. Oh, I would say my husband, hands down. He has been through everything with me. We've been together for 10 years, married for five. Let me tell you what, this journey of having a, a baby has really <laughs> thrown marriage out the window. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> commitment, <Beast mode. laughs> it is just like we don't have five minutes together. But that commitment is true. And the, you know, the depth of love increases for sure. But, you know, the romance has to be put aside, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> So before we get started today, I'd like to thank you for joining us. Absolutely. So my name is uh, Sid Tukarli. I just moved from New York City here to Cleveland. Wonderful. Welcome. Welcome to Cleveland. Appreciate it. So I've been, uh, been trying to go to these events, so I uh, familiarize myself with great people in Cleveland. What attracted you to today's event in particular, the theme being commitment? I'm into financial services, and what we struggle the most is being committed to uh, to prospecting or being committed to, to being there for our clients whenever we get that call. It's pretty much like being a doctor of finance, right? Mm -hmm. If the client calls, you got to show up uh, in time. Right. The one word that I had in mind was commitment is actually a habit. So if you build a habit of being committed to your goals and objectives, then you have pretty much realized and become successful. So commitment as habit, that's really a great angle. We haven't had that yet today, but it's, it's, it's just a word without the habit. That's true. That's great. One thing to being successful is creating a habit of just performing on a daily basis, right? Isn't that what makes LeBron great? Why are people afraid of that? Well, so habit takes time, persistence. <laughs> habit, you know, even though they're, even if they're great habits, it's still like, you know, it, it, it takes effort to perform. So uh, people don't want to put that much energy sometimes and they give up halfway through or without even starting. So you came here from New York. Tell us about someone who's committed to you and supportive of you. So right now, since just it's my wife and, and our 18 months old, uh, the only person that's committed to me is my spouse. Uh, without having her, it would be rough being in the financial industry. So, sure. uh, so I think uh, she's the biggest uh, support. Well, man, we're happy to have you here in Cleveland. Appreciate it. Bring your positive energy. We can use all we can get. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. We're gonna go speed round, Wayne. I'm in a hot seat, huh? <laughs> Name an important commitment in your life and why it's important to you. Okay, actually there's a couple of commitments. The first commitment that I made with Alex Sheen and because I said I would back in 2015 was I committed to rock against dementia around the world and we have fulfilled that commitment and continue to do so. Now, the second most important commitment that I have I connected with 
film called Reject back in 2013 at the Cleveland Film Festival. Okay. It's all about rejection, ostracism, and alienation and how they affect us as human beings. On the day of the Chardon school shootings in 2012, I committed to change the world by creating an initiative called One Heartbeat Rocks, reaching our children with kindness and sensitivity, and creating a social, educational environment where all our children are accepted, respected, and protected. So you've really built your enterprise and these movements based on commitment and based on something that you believe yes. wholeheartedly. What's the attitude of a committed person? How do you, what do you bring to that work? Passion, endurance. Right. Why do you think people have difficulty with commitment? I mean, you know, it's a generalization, but why, why do you think? I believe for most people, they, they don't have the confidence to continue pursuing a goal when they're faced with obstacles. You know, maybe it's easier to give up than to move forward. Persistence is the key. Can you name someone special that's committed to you? My fiance is Sandy Rust. I've been with her for 15 years now, and wow. uh, we have a beautiful relationship. That's perfect. Wayne, thanks for dropping in. It's great to hear your story, and we'll make sure that we tap into some of your projects. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Alex, welcome to Wake Up Call. Well, thank you. We thank you for having me. We just love having you here today, and we love your presentation. Can you recap for all the listeners out there in Creative Mornings and Front Porch Land, can you uh, recap where you're coming from with your project? Yeah, you know, it seems like a lot of people don't keep their promises anymore, right? And, uh, and that at first seems like social commentary, like, eh. but it actually has a huge impact. I mean, I think about everyone who says, I'm going to quit smoking, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to take care of my kids, you know? Uh, these promises really add up to what society is. And so I once knew a man who kept his promises, he's my father, he's kind of old school like that. Unfortunately, he died of small cell lung cancer on September 4th of 2012. I gave his eulogy and its title was Because I Said I Would. Talked about the importance of a promise that day. I handed out this concept I created uh, called the promise card. Just write a promise on it. Basically, just use it to remind yourself about this commitment and, and the impact that it can have on your life. And to keep the story short, went viral. Over 9.81 million promise cards have been distributed by us uh, in the last five years to 153 countries. And people write things in a huge range. A little girl who's four years old might write, I'm going to sleep in my own room tonight, you know, because it's her little badge of honor or... A soldier writes, I will not kill myself because they're just trying to get through what life has presented them. So you really uh, connected with a theme today at Creative Mornings that's just embedded in everything you do. The question I might have for you is, is commitment and this, this promise that we can make, it has no demographic barrier, it, it, it has no race barrier, it has no age barrier. The idea of commitment, can we talk a little bit about that? It's, a, it's human nature. I think there's a couple reasons for that. You know, in our brains, the frontal lobe is actually responsible for future planning. So right. when you do an MRI, you ask someone to think about the future, it lights up. Humans are uniquely capable of perceiving the future. I mean, animals cannot do that. Even 
squirrels and bears, things that hibernate and store, it's almost, that's almost a physical reaction. That's not actually thinking and worrying about the future to the capacity of a human being, not even close. And so when, when we have this ability to worry about the future, I mean, what a burden. You know, think about that. What a burden. Since we're six years old, we're like, I got to go through all these years of schools, and then I got to graduate, I got to go to college, I got to get this job, I got to meet this lady, and I got to, you know, have children, and, and then mortgage, and I got to pay the bill. You think about the future all the time, and when someone says to you, it will be this way, I promise you, even in something small in our life, it's almost like a biological calming and now that's just a theory, but I feel like this is one of the reasons why promises are so ubiquitous in, in culture. I mean, even think about the pinky promise. Everyone's heard of that, right? Right. It actually comes from Japan. They used to cut off your pinky if you didn't keep your promise, you know? And <laughs> Maybe we should go back to that. I don't know, man. I need yeah. that pinky. No, there'd be a I lot of four-digit people out that's there. That's important. <laughs> you know, one of the... I, the only reason I say that is, is there's just so many examples of commitment and culture, right? A ring around your finger, you know, the, the promise that you make when you get married. There are so many symbolic things out there. So this is getting a little uh, existential when we're talking about the future. Yeah. But because I said I would is right now. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know. So there, there's this concept of the power of now. There's a book out there that, that some of us maybe have mm -hmm. read. Uh, it's very dense. But understanding that what you say now, how that's going to impact the future. But there really is this concept that there's only now. Can we explore how how this kind of promise? Yeah, absolutely. I think works some, in the now. Yeah, sometimes we live as if we're always going to, you know. And that's why I think sometimes promises are broken. Like, oh no, I'll get to it later. Or no, nah. it's like so much of our lives are just determined by what we say we're going to do and. If we only perceive that as a future thing, then it'll just kind of never come. A lot of times, even when we think about impacting other people's lives, this whole scope thought comes in where it's like, well, I should, can't do anything now because if I did, it wouldn't be big enough. Well, 75.1% of all Americans in the United States, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, do not volunteer a single hour in an entire year. Wow. And that's because of this thought that I'm not, I can't do enough now, so maybe I'll do something later. And then later never comes, and I don't. I'm not trying to be too critical, but that's just kind of the math of. Well, it's like over 50 percent that say maybe I'll vote next time. Yeah, maybe. Maybe maybe next time. Yeah, and and I think that if we could live a little bit less in this long-term future goal type of thing, you know, like dream boards and stuff like that. What about the promises just today? You know, what does that look like? Because that's really all we have. Let's shift gears. This podcast is a little catered toward the creative community sure. in terms of being bundled with Creative Mornings Cleveland. And, and we all are producing shows day in, day out, websites, brands. And I think one of the challenges of creative people is they can overcommit yeah. and they can overpromise. Yeah. And it's because it comes from their heart. They want to accomplish all these things. They want to be involved. They want to make a mark. They want to make a difference. How do we, un how do we uncouple that and yeah. get back to something more streamlined like what you're talking about well the initial part of it you hit right on the head it is positive intention right it is it is this thought like we're people pleasers that doesn't that's like a kind of a good thing that you want to help other people that's not bad it just it just doesn't always work out long term you know we can actually create the opposite effect of what we're hoping to do which is you know make people happy we will we'll devastate them with broken promises 
it's just a matter of time and that fuse is lit. I feel like one of the greatest skills of someone who keeps their promises is called the courage of no, at least that's what we call it. The courage of no is just the ability to stare someone right in the face as they're talking to you and say, no, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I can't, uh, can't meet with you on that. And it's not because I, I'm trying to be disrespectful. Actually, I, I care about your opinion. I care about you as a person, and I'm not going to say something that I'm just not going to do later. I feel like that would be disrespectful. That's a really hard thing to do. What do we normally we say yes to get through an uncomfortable situation and then just disappoint that person and damage our reputation in the future. So what I, I recommend is practice. There's a, a saying, it's a religious saying, I'm not a religious person personally, but let your yeses be yes and your noes mean no. I, I really like that. Regardless of anywhere it came from, it just doesn't matter. That's just good stuff. That's just great advice on the practice. We had someone earlier talk about habit, that that was their one word yeah. for commitment was habit. And I can speak for the creatives in greater Cleveland. I can speak for myself. And saying no is probably the hardest thing oh, I've ever had to do. It's embarrassing. You know, and so what you do is you dig a big hole for yourself. And, yeah, you, you, know, you, you get comments like, I know you're real busy. It means you made a commitment and they know you can't fulfill. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's not a good feeling. People ask me for promises all the time, even in this meet and greet line. Will you meet with this or this? We should get coffee. Sure. And and to say no to that, because I could say maybe, right? And then shirk it and then just never respond to that person later. I said maybe technically I didn't break the promise. But what is the point of that? I just need to find the right sentence, the right thing. And, and, and that's, I think, part of it is having a sentence to go to. I like to say I respect you too much to make a promise to you that I'm not going to keep. So I am going to decline now, but I, I do appreciate the offer. That's literally a script in my brain that because I get so uncomfortable in that moment, I need something to go back to. And that's something I recommend people to do is just to have a sentence that they go to to make them a little bit more comfortable for that moment. And it's great to have you on the show. Man, we appreciate everything you're doing for the no. greater good. No, no worries. It's a privilege. It's fascinating to gather ideas from so many people with different backgrounds and experiences on how commitment permeates our daily lives. We like to wrap the show with a quote for inspiration. Today's passage is from Vince Lombardi, the infamous football coach of the 1960s era Green Bay Packers. The quality of a person's life is in direct proportion to their commitment to excellence, regardless of their chosen field of endeavor. Thanks for tuning in to Wake Up Call. We hope you find that thing that truly inspires you. Join us next month here at Creative Mornings Cleveland, where we'll be exploring the theme craft. Wake Up Call is a production of the Front Porch People, Cleveland's premier podcast and radio network, where great conversations happen. A special thanks to executive producers Joan Andrews and Michael D'Aloya, producers Julie Fink and Bridget Coyne, audio engineer Eric Coltnow, business development manager Connor Standish. We'd also like to thank 2Bob Crew for the use of their song Rooster, available on iTunes. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please leave us an iTunes review. It really helps. You can learn more about this and other podcasts from the Front Porch People at thefrontporchpeople.com. I'm your host, David Allen Moss. 
Thank you for listening to Wake Up Call, ideas that crow. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah, right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. This podcast was produced with the support of the Ohio Motion Picture Tax Credit and in partnership with the Ohio Development Services Agency.